a Radio 191 FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Kathy Cole, science communicator at the Otago Museum. Good morning, Morena, to you, Kathy. Good morning. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. Welcome to the show. Um, right, you have a bit of a pop-up stall at the museum at the moment. It is the school holidays. We do. You know, we want to inform the kids on things they need to be informed on. So you've That's right. created a bit of a stall to do with climate change. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we've teamed up with the Otago Climate Change Network and we have brought a fun pop-up stand to the museum, which is going to be twice every day, mm-hmm. talking about climate change and hoping that people will come and share ideas with us about solutions. So it's a big focus on solutions and how yeah. we're going to tackle this problem. Yeah, yeah, good. So, I mean, it's hard to make something like climate change fun. Um, <laughs> but also with kids, it's quite important to make it fun yeah. because it's easier for the information to sink in. That's right. We disguise yeah. everything as on time. It's like when we feed them broccoli, <laughs> we mash it. We're doing a similar thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you mash it in with something else to make it uh, a tasty treat. Um, right. I mean, significant, I guess, because of climate change. But a lot of things are happening at the moment. It's it's. I mean, it is slow going, but it still seems like things are moving quite quickly in terms of what we're doing um, to find ways of tackling it. Zero Carbon Bill, for instance. Um, DCC has just made it a climate emergency. Yeah. You know, and other councils around the country are as well. That's right. Um, So um, it's good to see some things moving on. So when you say you're looking at a solution side thing, what are some of the... the things you're actually showing at the pop-up. So we want to present lots of options so people feel really empowered that they can make change and also that they have a voice. So you mentioned the zero carbon bill, that's so exciting, that's happening this year in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And the submissions are open for anyone to have their say if they log on to the Ministry of the Environment website and actually shape this shape this law yeah and those submissions are open until the 16th of july so we've got another six days for anyone like whoever you are people organizations to write in and 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 say what they want this legislation to be like so what's really important to them so we just want to present all the all the facts but in a really fun way so we've got as well as talking about how our climate's changing globally in new zealand we've got some fun experiments to engage people and show how the oceans are changing Mm -hmm. Um, and we've also got a big solutions board where we're inviting people to put off ideas for New Zealand or personal pledges whatever they like and by doing that they can be in to win a free pass to Tahura for every week of the school holidays so we'd love people to come along and share their ideas and and talk to us and we'll just have a conversation about it we know that people are super clued off about this in Dunedin so we want to be a fun space to have that conversation yeah so come up with uh, come in with all your ideas and your personal pledges I like that as well because it does kind of start I I know um, the biggest issues aren't outside of the house but you begin inside the house and I guess if you get if, if you get the ball rolling at your place especially if you've got kids and whatnot they'll grow up seeing that uh, and then they'll grow up in an environment where they know they have to tackle the issue yeah you that's know. exactly right yeah and small changes go a big way yeah. so if you could just do a few small things in your own life and then you're showing people that you're doing that and you're inspiring people then that that sets the ball rolling yeah and this isn't just happening in new zealand this is a global thing so ever since 2015 when the paris agreement happened there's been a real 
step up in action on climate change and countries all around the world are now setting in law targets to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions so mm -hmm. we can make actions and changes as individuals and then as a, a city we're doing it on a big scale now and all around the world there's just action happening it's, a, it's an exciting time and I think that there are reasons to be positive about this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well a lot of the things you do and you come from a, a Met Office background uh, yeah. and, and Met Office I guess is like our Niwa Sure, yeah, yeah it yeah, is. And, yeah. and like our own Met Office, I guess, which is kind of an offshoot of Niwa. So you, you would have been, so that organisation does a lot of climate modelling, uh, either be it um, future predictions or looking back at the past and seeing how the climate has changed over time. Because I guess one of the arguments for climate deniers is the fact that it does change, it does go up and down, carbon yeah. levels in the carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere have changed over millennia yeah uh, well as far as we can go back which is quite a long way in ice cores um but then there's a difference this time yeah yeah so that's something that we want to talk about at this stand so we've got a whole load of cool things that we can show people that that tell the story of how scientists actually study climate so yeah. the geology department at the university here in otago has shared with us some some big coral heads and a stalactite and some tephra samples and we've got some images of ice cores and we want to show how scientists actually reconstruct the past and of course there have been natural variations in carbon dioxide and temperature over time mm -hmm. but the difference here is that it's happening a lot faster and that it's caused by human activities yeah. so if we look at an ice core record say there's a million years of earth's history there and we see these regular fluctuations in carbon dioxide but they tend to happen over a period of about 10,000 years and we've added double the carbon dioxide that you got in the atmosphere at the end of an ice age to our atmosphere in just 150 years mm -hmm. so the scale is completely unprecedented and it's because of human activities yes and it, started, it all started back in your home country too goddamn revolution <laughs> <laughs> it's the industrial revolution's fault um Okay, so I mean, the, the ice core thing is one that always interests me because how do we? I mean, you, when you think of, um, we all kind of know because we can see on land, we can see the different layers in sediment and soils and stuff like that on the on a cliffside, say, say yeah. a bit. But how do they? How can they look back in time in an ice core? So if you imagine you're in Antarctica and it's snowing, as the snow is settling on the ground it's trapping little pockets of air mm -hmm. and over time they get kind of compressed down into an ice core and they're trapped in little bubbles. So you can drill through the ice and scientists do this in Greenland and in the Antarctic mm -hmm. and they get drill, drill cores that are fat, uh, well, many kilometres long and those you can date the ice in those layers and it goes back at the moment, the longest one is about a million years. but. That's, that's always changing. We're getting longer and longer cores. The you can, you go, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But you can actually sample those tiny bubbles in the ice slices, and it's like a tiny sample of the ancient atmosphere over time. Yeah. So it's just preserved there in a bubble. It's amazing. I've seen them warming up. Well, just on the documentary, seen them warming it up and seeing the, the bubbles releasing from the ice as it mounts away. Oh, cool. It's like, oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And just analysing that. That's it. That they, can, they can get... Um, what they need, the information they need. That's amazing. Um, okay, so you, you're looking at that. You're also looking at what's happening with the oceans. Did you say that as yeah, well? Yeah, so the oceans are right on the front line of climate change. And I think it's quite easy to forget about them because mm. they seem kind of distant to our daily lives. But the oceans have actually absorbed over 90% of all the heat that's been trapped in the earth by greenhouse gases. So they are, without the oceans, 
the temperatures we would have seen on Earth would have gone up a lot more than they have. Yeah, so yeah. they've absorbed and trapped away a lot of this heat. And they've also trapped away a lot of the carbon dioxide. But that's having impacts. So ocean circulation is, is affected as ice is melting. Yeah. And the temperature of the oceans is changing. And because they've absorbed carbon dioxide, the acidity is also reduce or increasing the pH is is decreasing mm -hmm. um, so that affects marine life and of has course. quite serious impacts for for lots of the plankton in the surface oceans that give us a lot of our oxygen yeah yeah uh, and of course that spells uh, bad things for your home country once again just bring up Britain once again. <laughs> uh, always get blamed <laughs> yeah yeah oh, no no I mean it, it brings it, it's it's bad for Britain because you like you said that the the the, uh, the currents are changing yeah and if you look at the um, Latitude of where Britain is compared to um, to Canada, it's frozen over there. Yeah, you guys are only nice and toasty. Yeah, yeah, because of the current coming from um, the Gulf Stream um, from the Caribbean. So if that stops, yeah, you're going to be cold and be a bit of a nice age. Exactly. For you. And well. then people and then people are confused because it's supposed to be global warming and yeah. So it, it, yeah, we talk about global warming, which is a bit of a confusing term sometimes because that just talks about the change in average global temperature. But yeah. it's obviously very different around the world and there's different impacts. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that it's going to get warm and sunny and nice for everyone. There's it's and, the weather patterns are changing everywhere. Yeah. And that's a really important thing to, to mention because you do look at places, you know, the United States where our politicians are walking in with, oh, I've got a snowball here, and, yeah. and, you know, and so what, what global warming? Yeah. yeah. There's also, there's still weather variability just as there always of is. Course. So you'll still have cold days in a warmer climate. Hmm. They'll just be less often. And you also have 21 degree days in Dunedin in the middle of July. Exactly. Yeah. Like now, yeah, yeah, which you feel guilty about enjoying. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we do enjoy. Uh, okay, so um, when uh, you said it's on twice a day? Yes, twice a day, so half twelve and half past three every day nice. in Atrium 1 of the museum. Yep. And there's a science communicator there to share with you their knowledge and their stories and suggest ideas for solutions. And there's lots of stuff happening in Dunedin that people can get involved with. So there's loads of planting schemes, plant mm -hmm. native trees. I think that's a really, really important one. Lock that carbon dioxide back down into the, into the ground. Yep. Um, have your say on the zero carbon bill. That's a really important one over the next couple of days and just take small steps to reduce your own personal carbon footprint and inspire others and talk about it. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Kathy, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thanks for having me. It's been it's a been pleasure. Wonderful. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.